You guys are listening to Lame, the Lexington adjunct Marxist experience. Oh, that's so good. What a good word you picked today. Oh, man. Someone's someone's done their homework. <laughs> I'm Aaron. And I'm Jenry. And we have socials. You can follow us on Twitter at... Oh, fuck. All right. No, sorry. Keep going. I'm... All right. <laughs> we can, you can follow us on Twitter at LamePod, and you can email us at lexlamepod at gmail.com send us your nfts please mm. uh today is, i don't know what we'll do with them but yeah it's april 22nd 2021 the year of our lord wow you're really okay all right so on the agenda you put our names then lexington a marxist experience and i was like i was really expecting <laughs> us to say the thing again you've really fucked fucked this up this is i'm sorry this is poor document i'm keeping. sorry that you can't improvise I, I can't. I'm actually incredibly rigid. Um, this is. I only have. I have. I have one thing and one thing only. Um, That's side A. Yeah, I guess. Uh, this is a podcast about news, and we editorialize on the news. Um, Basically, just editorialism. Yeah, this is. I mean, look, we we do some of our own independent reporting. It's let let me say this: we've gotten scoops before, folks, um, and maybe we'll get them again one day. Um, but not today. Today, um, we. I mean, I've got a scoop for side B. Stay oh, tuned for that. Or never mind. Skip ahead. I'm such. I don't a, know. I'm such a, here I am. Here I am. Um, underselling my own podcast. What a what a fool I am. Um, so. Uh, for this side, we're gonna we're talking gonna talk about a lot of Herald Leader articles. Oh, I'm such an idiot. I was supposed to. Oh no, I'm so dumb. I didn't want to get print. Okay, I'll say. I'll say. I need to read you some of these articles, folks. And I didn't want to. They were too. It was. It would be a waste of paper to print them. Honestly. Would you like the? Uh, would you like the e edition on my iPad? Oh shit, that'd be great. Except I already haven't pulled up in tabs. So oh, no. sad. Um. Uh, okay, so the first, um, oh God. so the first, uh, article that I have for you today is, um, we actually have to talk about the biggest tragedy, um, or at least, um, yeah, it's a tragedy in two ways. Number one, um, the, uh, pirate ship at the Woodland Pool is, uh, going away, right? Retired. Um, well, it's not actually, that's the thing. That's the, that's the second tragedy. It, the, the art the headline was misleading, it's it's coming back. It just won't be there when it starts. The, the ship will return. They're getting a new one now. Why? Why won't we? Uh, why do we need to replace the ship? I have no idea. All they said is that it wasn't seaworthy. They they should have done a woodland ship of Theseus. Mm. Yeah. Well, the biggest tragedy here is that this 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 very bad article on the woodland ship was written by um, Herald Leader's crack journalist Beth Musgrave. Um, one of the best people working on the scene. Very sad to see that she had to write an article so lame like this one. Um, and not the podcast. Yeah, 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 yes, 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 yes. Um, the I mean the the question is, I guess, is it the same? Is it the same uh, USS Woodland? And the answer is no, because it's a new one. Thank you, thank uh, you. Someone finally said it. <laughs> um, I'm kidding, of course. That's not my opinion on the ship of Theseus. Don't ask me. Don't talk about it. If you see me in public, ignore me. Um, the theme for today's episode is, um, just like, it's been a, it's been like a rough news week for everyone and not like, well, we have, we have two weeks of news to cover. Well, it's not, yeah, we have two weeks, but it's been a rough two weeks for news, not because the news itself is rough, but just because almost every article I've read in the Herald Leader has had like multiple like typos. 
like and not just like misspelling some of them just had like like just like like severe grammatical errors like to the point where i'm like i have to guess what they were trying to say in this sentence and i'm like man we're all having a little rough we're all going through a little rough patch um for instance uh this article i don't believe there's any um if, if there is a misspelling i don't i don't have it highlighted um but this is a um a um article by carla ward who i think we've read before um this is a. Uh, Probably the worst article written in the Herald Leader I've ever read in my life. Oh my um, God. Buffalo escapes enclosure, evades Lexington police, right? Well, you may first ask yourself, um, where uh, where are buffaloes stored in South Lexington? Buffalo Trace. Um, Obviously. Mm, right. Sorry. Duh. Sorry. Let me. Yeah. Sorry, jokes. I That was... <laughs> But in reality, of course, <laughs> literally no idea where these buffalo are um, in South Lexington. In South Lexington, the most like like heavily like you know like um, <clears throat> the only place where there's not a green belt, South Lexington, right? So I'm just gonna. Re- it's so short. It's so stupid. Um, let me just read you this whole article. This whole article is like less than a hundred words. Yeah, it's forty. It's a forty-two second. If you want to do the listen to this article now feature, right? And um, how a little little segment where you can play along at home and you can tell me the podcaster if you actually learned anything from this article, right? Um, so let me just read it. Buffalo that escaped its enclosure in South Lexington successfully evaded Lexington police Tuesday night. A badass, badass, right? Um, police were called to Jack's Creek Pike at around 6.20 p.m. by a neighbor who reported that, quote, the buffalo had busted through their fence, unquote, saying that Lexington police said Lexington Police Lieutenant Harry Kennard, quote, we have not located the buffalo, so comma, so it is still roaming free, unquote, Kennard said. He said the police called off the search at 7.45 p.m. and it's a good thing for the buffalo. Enter blank space police were prepared to shoot the buffalo if they found it the owner told us to put it down if they located it kennard said he said police had tried to get animal care and control involved but they told the animal but they were told that the animal was too large kennard said that the buffalo was last seen on shepherd lane so what i gather from this is that there is a buffalo that went missing the police looked for it for an hour and couldn't find it and animal control said not our problem so Am I am I am I reading like an alt? Is this a different Lexington in the United States? Like, where are there buffalo? Like, it's not, folks. It's not a huge town. It's a pretty heavily suburbanized area in the south of Lexington. You would think if someone would see something, if it was like you know out by the Penn Station on on Zandale Place, like this, uh, this reads like there there was a thing in Cincinnati a couple weeks ago where somebody's private monkey collection got let loose. Well, that's insane, actually. Um, and the police couldn't find them, so there was like eight monkeys just roaming around Cincinnati. That's actually terrifying um, <laughs> because like monkeys can hide places, right? Yeah. Not a buffalo. That's the thing. It's like how, how do you lose a buffalo? <laughs> how do you like lose a Honda Civic, right? Like it's not. It's it's a it is a it is a Honda Civic with a top speed of five miles an hour that everyone will recognize. Like, how do you? I'm um, in this is oh God. This article is so bad. 
Like everything about it is bad. Um, uh, fuck the police. They're useless. Um, uh, fuck animal control. I guess maybe maybe useless. if they had that that two hundred thousand dollar helicopter, right? They, found they the wouldn't buffalo. even want to spin it up. They wouldn't even be. They're like they're like whatever. All right. It, well, what what other garbage has the Herald Leader put yeah, out? Yeah. All right. Week? Okay. Well, I mean, this is not. This is not garbage, but there was a lot of misspellings in it, and this is where we actually get to like the real news, right? Mm. Um, so let's see if I, how I can sort of orient this. Oh, can I? This is an interesting setup here. Jenry, Jenry has uh, what is this? Microsoft. Don't say their name. I have a, I have a, um, I have a hybrid tablet laptop device from a um, okay, bad company which makes bad software. Whatever it's called, it's just been precariously placed on our podcasting table. Yeah, it's just there. I'm bringing the heat. Well, because I need, I didn't. Want, this is such a long article, and I didn't want to like print out everything. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, there's class warfare at UK, folks. Um, power, as we all know, has been. Um, uh, slowly but surely increasing in, um, in centralizing in the office of Eli Capilouto, Um which, uh, should I say, should I say this? I feel like this could be saying a lot. Go for, well, you have to say it now. Yeah, that's true. Eli Capilouto is Lexington, Kentucky's Andrew Cuomo, um, and there's really no other way to view it. Um, this guy is an evil man um, with evil plans. I'm uh, doing the hiring. <laughs> from outside the university so so uh, you know a lot of people who cri- who criticize you know communist governments that have like you know one party rule right will um, will point out that uh, it can't be a true democracy if there's only one candidate on the ballot right so what say you to this um uh, what, what do you say to this liberal king andrew um sorry whoa i almost said him again eli capaluda right um let me see here uh where is the where's the quote where's the quote ah um here we go okay okay take your time yeah yeah i gotta get this right um okay here we go here's the quote working to fill an open position for the dean of the graduate school uk provost david blackwell announced one finalist for the spot last week after a search committee interviewed in multiple candidates right so this is another calculated um, way of trying to of um, just you know not abolishing the fact that there is oversight from um, uh, from uh, you know this, this the university senate which is composed of um, elected uh, you know faculty and students um, not not trying to out not trying to explicitly um, remove them right but sort of trying to keep the legitimacy of them signing off on these candidates um, but. Uh, of course, having complete control over who's selected because you can only because, you know, they can only vote for the one candidate. Right. This reminds me of share it of the House or the Senate, but whatever General Assembly bill. Yeah. To replace the senator, should there be a vacancy? Mm, and they yeah. just gave Andy a list of three. <laughs> <laughs> you will pick from you will pick from a list of three that we choose. Um, but even now you get a list of one. Yeah, really, really hilarious. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see their quote. Um, 
everyone's least favorite UK spokesperson. I mean, he's like the main guy, but like, honestly, if you're sitting in traffic, like the cager you are, and you see this guy walking across this, um, the sidewalk do us all a favor and just press that gas pedal, baby. Uh, that's an actionable threat that I'll go to jail for. Um, Jay Blanton, um, is the guy who like commandeered the UK social media, um, over the summer and just like actively like went on a tweet storm using the official university of Kentucky account against like the black lives matter Kentucky, uh, UK student organization, shit like that. I was not aware of this. This ha- Yeah. This happened. Um, this was like right before UK. This was in like August of 2020. I also live under a rock. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was the literal talk of the town for us. So anyway, um, UK spokesperson, um, the literal devil said that the search quote had conducted completely in accordance with university policy, unquote, and has been consistent with other recent position searches like those for the deanships of the college of social work, law and dent law and dentistry, all of which were filled in the past two years. Yeah, that's not great to say. Um, you don't, you don't really want to respond to this by saying we've actually done this twice already and we deserve, we should continue doing it like absolutely insane. Um, it's actually standard practice to uh, yeah. just completely dictate who we mm-hmm. choose. So yeah, um, obviously, you know, if you um, if you buy into the politics of our podcast, which you have to, why else would you be listening to it's us? Episode what fourteen? I don't know. I don't keep track. Um, it's fifteen. Tr- I only, I just checked the date. It's the twenty second of April, twenty twenty one. Check your facts, right, people? Um, if you aren't in favor of democratized workplaces, what are you doing here? Right. And I can't name you anything more anti-democratic than what Jay Blanton and his cabal of, um, you know, Satan worshiping assholes are doing up there. Um, I hope I hope they take Capaluto down in a real bad way. If it's if it's a cabal, are they truly worshiping Satan, though? Mm, you're right. Actually, we should not be saying cabal. Honestly, I don't know. There is people have tried to secularize the term cabal, and every time I hear it, I hear sort of like the weird sort of well, anti-Semitic no, it's a, it's undertones. A, I mean, if you're gonna go for it, you got to go all the way. So it's I don't a want. I don't want to go. It's a cabal of space laser building assholes. I don't. I. That's like so. I don't want to say that. Actually, um, <laughs> it's a cabal of Republicans. Um, there we go. It is a. It is just a caucus of Republicans who think they. Um, who think they know what best to do with state uh, universities speaking of a cabal of republicans thinking they know what um to do best for the people um everyone's uh you know speaking if if you know if jay blanton could be a um uk spokesperson jay blanton of course i'm one of saying this if he could be a um company that deserves the same fate it would definitely go to ku and lg e this is of course kentucky utilities and i want to say louisville gas and electric Something like that. I don't know what the L stands for. I'm assuming Louisville. I think so. It's got to be, right? What other L word could there be? If you know, you can tweet at us. Oh, my God. Yeah, great. Actually, the name of the company that you're writing this big, that you're doing this big hit piece on is this. How embarrassing of us. Um, so every every two years, uh, this, this, this monster conglomerate company files, um, files uh, a uh, pay rate. It files a base rate sorry base rate increase um for like their fares and every year they try and it tries and goes up which is insane okay cool we're folks we're getting word we're getting word from charlie in the booth that this is in fact 
um, Louisville Gas and Electric, and we are in fact incredibly smart people who are very valued, and our time is worthwhile, um, and and the and the stuff we do is meaningful. Charlie's telling us to hurry on. Yeah, well, Charlie also tells us that we will be remembered, um, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so. Uh, so Daniel Cameron, right, um, oh the evil man himself, uh, went to bat for the people of Kentucky and um, Lexington and Louisville, you know, and sort of a uh, what would kind of be described as a weird collective bargaining thing. And he successfully um, got them to decrease. And this is so embarrassing. Decrease the increase by a third. Right. So they're still increasing it. Yeah. By. A sig- yeah, by a significant amount, which will not be listed So they're here. increasing by two-thirds. Yeah, so they're increasing by two-thirds of what they wanted to increase, which I would not call a victory. They also, okay, they also got them, this is this is, this is is something I like, to wait, they got them to wait four years until the next rate filing, which is good, right? And also in this agreement, it, that there is no increase to the fixed customer charge, which if you haven't paid for electricity before, God, you're so special, aren't you? Um, there it's a is, nightmare. It is a, there is a fixed rate. If you use zero kilowatt hours, they still charge you a base amount just for existing. And water, too. Yeah, it's a protection racket of sorts. It's, um, um, it's a whole thing. I mean, I had to, I had to set up um, electricity here in Lexington, and they had to get your like, social. Yeah. And, like, they, they, they did a credit check on me yeah for that and then i didn't have a credit score at the time mm-hmm. so they were like oh you're you don't have a high enough credit to uh have electricity yeah absolutely insane folks um of course uh, the answer to this is simply um make make electricity free um and just run it to places like how hard could that be um or at least nationalize it that's a i'll 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 settle in the middle ground if we can nationalize it, because let me say this, folks, there is no explanation as to why the cost of electricity will it has to constantly go up every year. Right. And in fact, um, the very the very nature of this disease system in which we live um, relies on some insane belief that numbers will always go up always. And if they're not going up, it's an issue. Right. Um, things cannot go up infinitely, folks. That would be bad for us. Anyway, um, so now that we've gotten into the serious territory over here, um, it is time to give a little update on the, um, oh shoot, what am I going to fucking say here? Brain, brain, the budget. We talked about the budget. Um, no, not the budget. We've not talked about the the pre-budget part. The small business grants, which we talked about a few months ago, yes. um, it is going to vote. The final reading, the second reading of it will happen on May 6th, right? And in a um, in the work council meeting, um, it got spicy, folks. It got spicy. Um, so the base stats on this thing is that if you're a business, you can receive $25,000. It's like a payroll protection, but you have to you have to like set a target for how it's expanding, right? Um, and if you, and if you meet your payroll target, you don't have to pay the money back. Right. Cool. Like normal thing. Can't really, I I'm reading this and I'm like, all right, what, what, what's not to like, here's a quote from the Herald leader. This is a Beth Musgrave article, by the way. Um, love her, uh, very good journalism, except for the, um, pirate ship one work better on that one. Um, Beth, but you know, you got to where it counts. 
Um, quote, Commerce Lexington, which administered the city's first business stimulus program last year, will administer the program. It will receive up to 7.5% of the $2.5 million or maximum of $187,500. If a second round of $2.5 million is allocated, it would receive $357,000, right? So um, this is a private, private firm that will be... Um, screening these calls and um, screening these applications and be the if responsible for dispersing money to businesses, right? Do you see? There's nothing wrong with this. This is absolutely fucking insane. And I this can't is, see anything wrong with it. And this. this is probably what contributed to the um, very juicy, juicy details um, here, which is that the council was deadlocked seven to seven on this issue, it, right? It happened. In actual, in actual discourse, actual more oh than two God. no votes, right? Um, we were wondering if this was even parliamentarily possible. Yeah. So, because K, what? Okay. So one another uh, weird thing is that of course everyone's um, one of everyone's least favorite one. Although he's in tough competition with um, uh, oh shit, Fred Brown, um, the guy who we and not to be confused with James Brown. He's fine. Um, Preston Worley, um, you know, big big cop guy, big cop guy over here, huh? Um, of course, one um, is the person that introduced this, and he's like, our business leaders are very happy with this. Um, we need to do more of this, right? So they had $5 million to give to these businesses, right? And Steve K was like, they're like, he says, well, we don't want to give all this money to it if people aren't actually going to use it all. Um, so what if we only put $2.5 million, right? And we will let the other... Um, we'll let, the, we'll, we will see if there's demand and then we'll add the other 2.5 million onto this. Right. And people went crazy over this. Right. Because obviously we need the money. We need the money. Look at how much money the additional 2.5 million can give commerce Lexington. Right. Clear vested interest here. Right. Mayor Linda Gordon broke this, um, broke this tie and, and, um, and passed Steve K's resolution. So now we will only spend the additional 2.5 million if enough businesses line up to receive their grants, right? Um, so now moving on to that, something we actually haven't talked about. We talked about the business grant program a little more a few episodes ago. Don't remember which one, but it's there. Moving on to um, the actual budget. We got a lot of money, folks. We're flush with cash. In fact, we're so flush with cash, we aren't even going to be putting money into our rainy day fund anymore. We just like we're rolling in it, folks. We're getting that federal money. Wow. Turns out, turns out the um, pandemic didn't totally destroy everything in the city. Well, um, the, the mayor was like, uh, it forgetting about COVID nineteen. It was like the best year ever for Lexington. Yeah, basically, she's like ignoring ignoring the deadly pandemic. It was a great year. And honestly, I'm with you, Mayor Linda Gordon. I hate it. I hate it. You can go back to that episode. It's our best, our most proest Mayor Linda Gordon episode we've ever done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there, there, I think Civic Lex did a whole breakdown of the budget. Oh my God, I was about to say that. Yeah, like we're not going to do a whole breakdown because if you actually want to sit down and get the numbers or whatever, doing so with a print interface is a lot more easy. And Civic Lex always does it like, if there's one thing they do good, it's their budget breakdowns. They're fine, you know. Like, if you want to actually get a technical analysis on this, I will be zeroing in on just one thing in this aspect of this budget, right? A little, a little, a favorite discussion topic on this podcast, because it's the place where we need to move the city council on the most is, of course, the police, right? And like every episode where we talk about this, what did we say last summer? What are we saying now? What have we always been saying? 
defund the police folks defund them do not give them more money right so how much more money could linda gordon possibly be getting too much there? yeah yeah too much is the answer um four million plus like and now why is this let me read you some quotes from the herald leader um because it just you know nicely nicely sums up what they think they're using it for and i will <laughs> think they're using um let me uh let me i will sort of emphasize um and you can sort of hear if, if i'm going to try and speak in italics when i get to the part that i really want to emphasize right anyway quote the city froze dozens of positions last year to slash expenses. Gordon's budget proposes adding 30 positions, 11 of which were frozen last year, 19 positions are new. Some of these new positions include the five neighborhood resource police officers and sergeants to oversee them. Neighborhood resource officers act as a liaison with the neighborhoods to help build trust. Not every neighborhood has one, and members of the Lexington Fayette County Urban Council have pushed against, sorry, whoa, whoa, sorry, I wish only, have pushed to augment the popular program. Quote, when I talked to the council members about their budget results, this is one of the items that they were nearly all in agreement on what they wanted. That was the italics, Gordon said. Um, also included in the 30 new positions is four safety officers who help police with traffic accidents and others' duties. Next bullet point in this, um, in this uh, agenda is just a fuck um so we're doing it folks we're giving the police even more money um none we're going to have to the only answer is to um riot harder and maybe this time don't kneel with them right and that's my that's my yeah that was that's that my scorecard for lexington police like and i like one of the things hannah Legree said to basically an audience of me yeah um, because it was only me at that at that handle like don't don't talk don't <laughs> careful about what information you reveal <laughs> to these people um but the city councilors only know what you tell them mm. so if you don't like what you're hearing you should email them yeah. and it's not like a email oh, you should email them that's a good no. thing to do like their email boxes email are pretty sparse they're looking for something they're mm-hmm. looking for a hint they're looking for so they're looking for voices right? lexingtonky.gov how many times do we have to say it folks get on there learn your city counselors or just email the ones we talk about a bunch i mean mm-hmm. you know you don't have to prove where you live anyway <sighs> Let me just try I'm going to run through this little last part. This is the final final little quote um, talking about how we're going to get a bunch of money. Um, actually, I don't actually want to quote all this. I've literally said it already. Um, we have a big one-time payment coming up, like a one-time cash dispersal from the American Rescue Act or something, one of those ones. And um, they're talking about different ways they could use this money, right? Um. I would simply put it in the buses. What can I say? What can I say? I can't get enough of these damn buses. It's either, I mean, yeah, either the schools or the buses. The schools, oh my God, I intentionally, there was so much, there was so much school board drama, both here in Fayette County and in Clark County. But I'm like, I don't, I hate covering school stuff because it's so, it's like a, it's obvious, it's a big issue. It's one of the biggest things that governments do these days, right? But it's also like, I'm like what I'm, I'm like what's what what parents of school children are listening to this podcast that like will get their takes from us um but yeah i mean look we're gonna throw we should throw this we, we should flush lex tram with cash 
um so we can um simply have a better busing system and then people will uh use it and it will be good they uh i mean they don't even have enough money to have proper signage in the transportation center it's just it's just paper they've they've package taped yeah, to the pillars which we love to see or i mean like it's you know i mean whatever i mean it's probably there's probably other reasons um probably that it takes three weeks to get new signage made and they're like look we just got to keep updating them um let's see uh the city rainy day fund will stop being funded because we've surpassed the 10 percent of our budget goal which current which um prior to this we were putting away fifty thousand dollars a month into a rainy day fund which i found very interesting right um i love that we have it our refusal to use it is a little confusing um it's kind of it kind of makes me feel like the rainy day fund is a um sort of uh artifact from the from the pre-austerity days i don't know um i mean i guess i guess covid wasn't wasn't the, a rainy day yeah well and I, yeah right like covid wasn't the rainy day and it's also like you know i mean lexington the La fog is a post um it's a post oil crisis city it's already you know the um, actual merged county government um didn't exist during um what or what uh uh, urban geographers refer to as the good time for cities. Um, so it's honestly, I'm very, I'm actually very curious now to see when the rainy day fund was thought of in the history of it. Um, in fact, they're still operating as if they're still getting coal money. Yeah, it's pretty badass. Um, all right. Well folks, um, that does it for me. Um, I just crushed that, crushed that like a soda can really thought it was going to be 10 minutes faster than that. But what can I say? I can't get enough of myself. You can't rush perfection. Well, yeah, exactly. And this is obviously a perfect podcast. All right. Well, stick around. We get some messages coming up mm-hmm. and stay tuned for side B. See ya. You guys are listening to Lame, the Lexington adjunct Marxist experience. You guys can follow us on Twitter at LamePod. You can email us all of your questions, comments, and NFTs. And I don't know, maybe like directions to any bison you might know of um, at lexlamepod at gmail.com. Speaking of things we've gotten in our email address, or in our email inbox, rather. Um, oh, really pulling the curtain back and showing them what's up here. Well, no, I just, I mean, I'm. <laughs> look, they asked us to do it. Yes, this is this. Entire, no, we're shills. We're shills. The, the premise of this podcast is at the antithesis of this entire would, group. Yeah, I, well, I would say that we have we have used their services many a time. Um, this is from Civic Lex. Yeah, it's like uh, you guys knew, the knew it was coming. It yeah. had to happen. The ultimate. The gang sells out. Um, I think we yeah, we actually talked about this a while ago. This is a Civic Lex um, public comment. Yeah, stuff. the thing we talked about a few months ago. They figured out. They've had a close. They've they've come closer to figuring out what it is they are going to be doing. Um, and the thing, and they're figuring this out by holding a um, a a survey, a big public um, survey. And so, if you would like to participate, it's open to the public. Um, it closes on May twenty first. Yeah, you might as well just fill it out now while you listen to side B, yes. right? Bit.ly slash lex dash comment. Wow, you really read that out on wow, that's amazing. Look at that. Talk about a call to action. Um I guess will we put it in the show notes? Yeah, we'll put it in the show okay, notes. Okay, cool. Um all right, Richard, I said the thing. Put we the did gun. it we did it for Richard. Richard, please put the gun down. <laughs> 
All right. Can I can I see my family now? <laughs> Charlie Carey is trembling in the in the booth. Um, uh, yeah, that's. I mean, that's the middle part. You guys know this is lame. Uh, we'll see you guys inside B. You guys are listening to Lame, the Lexington Adjunct Marxist Experience. This is side B. B stands for the best part of the show. Ooh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Aaron. And I'm, I'm, I guess I'm generally, I mean, like, what's the point here? I mean, I'm a, I'm a stranger in my own home at this point. Correct. Um, you know, one one of the things we sometimes substitute Marxist for is materialist mm. and materialist, not in the way of Rolexes and cars, materialist and things that will affect your life. That's actually maybe the best, the best thing capitalism ever done is figured out a way to co-opt materialism. Mm hmm. Um, and that being said, the topic for side B is not going to impact your life in any way whatsoever. Yeah, very nominative. This is this is pure ideology over this here. This is extremely pure ideology. Um, so we're going to be talking about the situation with the Kentucky State Fair and Andy Bashir's lawsuit. Um, if you want a short answer, um, money is uh. is the, the root of it. Um, it's happened again. You've wasted another perfectly good hour. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you have decided to stay tuned, um, welcome to the rest of side B where we talk about the Kentucky state fair situation, um, has absolutely no bearing on anything that will happen to you. This is, this is the, for the first time you can safely turn this one off and just like go to bed. Yes. Um, okay. So the Kentucky state fair, um, what has happened is Andy Bashir has filed a lawsuit against the Republicans for what they have done in the General Assembly this session. Mm. And that is all revolving around the Kentucky State Fair. My child, my prized possession. You might be thinking to yourself, what the hell is going on mm -hmm. with the Kentucky State Fair? Um, so I mean, let's, let's you know take a couple of steps back here. And for the uninitiated, let's talk about what is the Kentucky State Fair. Thank you. I had this question myself. Um, now, the... The Kentucky State Fair Wikipedia page is all completely unsubstantiated. There are no citations on the page. Dude, I love that. Uh, Matt, Matt Bevin sitting there in the late of the night yes. typing up his own page. Um, so the only link on there is the link to the fair website, oh which God. contains no information about the history of the fair. Just website, things that are moi. going on the fair. Um, so the Wikipedia page claims that the, that the Kentucky State Fair started in 1816, and it was started by Colonel Lewis Sanders. Ah. No relation to, Har to Harlan Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we actually have uh, some actual substantiated stuff. Um, shout out to KEC and Kentucky Life. Yeah, thank you. Um, our, our, our public broadcasting kings. Yes. Um, it became an official state fair in 1902 and it moved to Louisville in 1907 where it remains to this day. Uh, Churchill Downs actually hosted the fair for three years during World War II, but moved to the Exposition Center in 1956. Yeah, they don't want people getting on their on their beautiful, beautiful grass tracks. Mm -hmm. um, and so there have been three cancellations ever in the history mm -hmm. of the Kentucky, Kentucky State Fair. How exciting for us to be present for one of them. Um, actually. What? 
No. Whoa. There have been three cancellations. There's been the Civil War, <laughs> World War One, <laughs> and parts of World War Two. All right. So that's the only time it's happened. But um, not no 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 mere pandemic is going to stop. No, this actually, one. COVID modified the presentation, but did not cancel the event. What does that? Everyone had to wear masks, and oh. I think I think it was restricted to like vendors only. I think the public couldn't come, but it still happened. Now that's a very interesting. <laughs> Is it a, is it truly a state fair if the public can't come and gawk? Um, now, don't quote me on that because that's from hearsay. Yeah, um, all but, hearsay. This podcast um, is based on the fair. Typically lasts for eleven days in late July, early August. Mm-hmm. Why eleven? Some numerology shit. I Some, don't know. Yeah, deep, deep, deep state messages trying to control us. Yes, um, but what even happens at the fair? You might be asking yourself, well, there's a standard fair activities. You have, you know, roller coasters. You have that like UFO ship that spins uh, around the slides. I, yeah. Funnel cakes, elephant ears, mm-hmm. food. 11 days of this because 10 plagues wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, whatever the deep fried, uh, deep fried ice cream, whatever, oh, like anything no. that anything that will send you to the Any- hospitals. Yeah. Uh, with just caked on uh, plaque. And yeah. All of your arteries. Mm hmm. Um, but there's so much more than that mm. because a level below in the in the <laughs> underground. Was, if you just if you just bring a shovel with you and just go to it, if, uh, uh, like philosophically. <laughs> Never mind. Philo- you have to ask the right people. Yes, like the philosophical underground of this fair is the agricultural and zoological exhibitions. Mm. So. While it is a, a time for one and all to have fun and games and merriment mm-hmm. at the fair. There's something far more... Something far more sinister happening. Yeah, dare I say, economical going on. The, the, the uh, exchange of money. Yes, folks. Um, and not just money, but also attention and contracts. Mm. Um, so farmers mostly showcase their animals and crops to yeah. show to people in, quote, the industry. I love that. Um, you have one farmer that just brings like some like blockchain presentation being like, this is how Ethereum will change your farming. Yes. It's basically, <laughs> this is basically a trade show for farm goods. Oh, this is awesome. I love this. Um, and I all my, of, this is my cyber wheat. Yes. All of the, uh, all of the rides and food and stuff is all just a veneer mm. for, for what's truly going on. Yes. Very insidious. <laughs> but the basement of the basement oh shit there's even more to this <laughs> one step further into the cabal the one and only world championship horse show holy shit which, and they hide this from me well it's public information oh, okay this yeah. isn't i think you've been stringing me along on this narrative the the world championship horse show which i think is the real it's these two like the farmers showcasing their crops to mm-hmm, people for contract. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they can they can you know get contracts from like places like Kroger or whatever, um, and they can sell their mm-hmm. you know good for Kentucky business. You know, they're selling their stuff. Um, and then there's the championship horse show, which is just further further prolonging the the. I mean, I don't even know if it's dying or not. This industry of of equine. Uh, um, there is a there is a part of. <clears throat> the equine industry that will never die obviously especially in kentucky but like in the same way that like baseball is going like you know like you know baseball's not dying but like you know if you go back 80 years like 
you'd be like, holy shit, everyone's into this baseball shit. Um, and same thing with horse racing. I mean, there's all these smaller tracks around the nation are closing. Don't worry, Lexingtonians. Um, the day Keeneland closes is the day the city burns. So like, <laughs> I think we have, we'll have a lot more to worry about when Keeneland finally mm-hmm. shuts its doors. Um, I mean, people are just finding more interesting things to do, like listening to their favorite podcasts yeah. on, I mean, available on all platforms. Yeah. I mean, like I like listening to favorite pop, my favorite podcast too, but really nothing's nothing beats going out there and hitting the, and seeing the track and making just like stupid bets on, uh, <laughs> on horses. It's a Lexing going to the races mm-hmm. with the gang. I mean, what a tradition! Right? Now, now this this particular equestrian tradition is not related to racing. Yeah, this which is, is sad. I mean, the, I'm only show. in it for the speed horses. Uh, so. Now they give away millions of dollars in prizes, huh. and also there's a lot of sponsorships that go on. Yeah. So there's a lot of contracts involved in that. It'll be something yeah. to keep in mind later. Intel sponsored horses. Um, they have horses from around the world that participate, although I would imagine most of them are from Kentucky. I mean, you have like Kentucky and then you're, you have a lot of um, Middle Eastern mm-hmm. or at least Mideast money. There's a lot of people from the Middle East that are um, like, especially like oh, those Gulf states that are constantly just pouring money into the local Lexington the Dubai economy. horses. Yeah. I mean, you got, I mean, you got the Dubai horses, but you also just got like mad Dubai money. Like oh, it would true. be, if you went out to the Gulf States, right, you would be shocked at how many people would know Kentucky and not just for the chicken. I'll say that. Uh, there are seven events and uh, I have no idea what any of these mean. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to, do you yeah, want me was, to take a hit? I was, I was a, I was a yeah. horse girl in a former life. Five gated. No, no fucking five. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> Three gated. Fuck. <laughs> Fine harness. No. Road horse. Okay, that's nothing. Road pony. No, fuck. Okay, I'm really, I'm struggling. Hackney pony. Someone say dressage. Like Harness pony. Fuck. (laughs) Okay, so I I admit, okay, so I know nothing about this, right? Um, And these also could be the the seven breeds or whatever. I don't know. There's... There's, there's, there's different winners and they, it's not like, it's not like, you know, like the Kentucky Derby or like, you know, one horse wins and that's it. Yeah. It'd be like, there'd be like a horse like dynasty, mm. um, where it'd be like one horse wins for like 10 years. That's badass. Um, because they, you know, it's, it's all show they horses. They stay beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, I mean, the horse is like race horses are good for like a year, maybe two. I mean, yeah. I mean, once again, even though these race horses are, are live such a short life, it's amazing how expensive these horses are. I'll mm-hmm. say it. Um, and so, you know, with all of this in mind, yeah, let's, let's venture into, and let's venture into the mind palace of the general <laughs> assembly, <laughs> the hive mind, no, formerly known as the general assembly, uh, as they introduced bill 518, oh, house shit. bill 518 into uh, the Kentucky legislature this year. Yeah. It was introduced in February. Uh, let me guess. The title is Equine Law and um, Relating to ex- uh, Emergency Powers. <laughs> Close. What it's an act relating to the State Fair Board and declaring an emergency. Hell yeah. All right. I'm become, what an expert I'm becoming on this General Assembly shit. Um, it originally passed in the House 7223 on February 26th. It was amended as well. Senate received it on March 1st, where it was then passed 32 to 2. Mm-hmm. Remember these numbers. Um, <laughs> Who were the two dissenters? Uh, the House received the amended version on March 11th and passed 74 to 18. Fuck. All right. Um, so that means so two people jumped ship and then uh, some other people just didn't vote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, delivered to Andy on March 15th. 
uh it was vetoed on the 22nd of march yeah. Andy says no way um and of course they overrode it mm-hmm. um it was overridden 20 or 74 to 24 in the house and 32 to 6 in the senate i love that there's four people in the senate they're like well if andy says so um and kind of so, sad that andy could only whip four people <laughs> it's i mean when you have a republican hyper majority i know <laughs> it's just so bad so i have i have the gist of the bill oh, right shit here. okay all right let's speed run this what do we have all right um this is an act relating to the state fair board and declaring an emergency it creates a new chapter of krs chapter 247 or new section of krs chapter 247 damn these people really think they can just add more shit to the holy bible i know right right um and what it basically does is it obfuscates much of the planning process for fair fair planning and oversight it says some private firm does it or something um, well we'll get into that all right um the fair board previously had to disclose administrative regulations tax incentive agreements personal service contracts and a memorandum of agreements for review oh no all of that is now optional dude that's so badass they, I can't. they can but they don't have to <laughs> the plutocracy is here folks the board is now empowered to perform its own bidding and procurement of contracts <laughs> Utilize the finance and administration cabinet resources oh, for whatever they want. Holy shit. It is any combination of those two. This is literally the dictatorship of the bourgeois, if we haven't <laughs> seen it already. <laughs> wow. Um, the president and the CEO of the board, this, they're two different people, um, may declare an emergency <gasps> specifically for purchasing purposes. Oh, my God. They get, so they get to declare the emergencies? This was previously done by the Finance and Administration Cabinet, who Andy got control of. Yeah. But now it's the board. The president is selected by the members of the board as well as the CEO. Um, let's go into some more specifics. They amended KRS 247.090. Um, the classic. Yeah, I don't. I'm <laughs> everyone. Everyone's favorite uh section um yeah i mean i obviously know what that is but could you just for the audience yes. say yeah, yeah. Re- so restructured uh <laughs> restructured the board for 16 voting members and five non-voting members initially i think there were 18 voting members and like three non-voting members mm. um so we have the governor uh-huh um anytime i name a, an individual it's the that person or their designee Okay, so they can pick their own. Okay. Yeah, so the governor, the president of the Senate has been added. God damn it. Uh, as a non-voting member. This is going to come I, this is going to come to bite everyone in the ass. I hope these people mm-hmm. Um so yeah, Rob Stevers or Stivers, he will um, cry at the meeting. Uh Speaker of the House, okay. David Osborne as a non-voting member. Um the Secretary of Finance and Administration, non-voting member. The mm. dean of the UK College of Ag as a voting member. That's oh that's God. been in place. Um, four members appointed by the governor. It uh-huh. used to be five. Now it's, it's four. Now it's four. Got him. Um, just four members. Anybody. Uh-huh. Now there's some specifics about who can appoint the members I'm about to say. Um, three members appointed by the commissioner of agriculture who are involved with agriculture in some way. It used to be one. Uh-huh. The Commissioner of Agriculture, for those unfamiliar, is a constitutional office, which means yeah. you elect them. Yes. Much like the uh, the Attorney General and mm-hmm. all those people. This is Ryan Quarles currently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, noted, noted Republican. Yeah. 
Um, well, I mean, it was, let me say this. People, people always are wondering, like, how did Andy win? But Ryan Quarles um, also won. You should really look at the guy they tried to run against Ryan Quarles. It was embarrassing. <laughs> um, um, and so, yeah, they give Ryan Quarles all this power. Um, so three members up from one. Um, and so you can see all of all of these i've bolded uh our new commissioner they used to be the governor oh shit um so we have uh one member appointed by the commissioner of ag used to be the governor you're you're really i mean you are you really fucking betting that you're just never gonna lose another commission agricultural commissioner race like from a list of six nominees representative of animal agriculture provided by relevant trade groups hmm who those relevant trade groups are, I have no idea. Okay. Um, all of these are, are, are lists. So uh, one member appointed by Commissioner of Ag, representative of crop plant production, another member from a list submitted by the Saddlebred Horse Association. Hell yeah. Um, from another another member from a list submitted by the Kentucky Farm Bureau. Damn. And another member submitted uh, from a list by the Kentucky Association of Fairs and Horse Shows. Mm, so literally just private boards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and these all, all of those used to be the governor. Yeah, damn. Um, now the governor does get to a point, and this is still true one member appointed from a list of nominees submitted by the louisville convention and visitors bureau representing tourism jesus christ Um, insipid and then we get the president of the future farmers of america as a non-voting member and the president of 4-h as a non-voting member hell yeah 4-h people um they probably got something fucked up i don't want to i don't want to know if there's something fucked up about 4-h don't tell me there's there's this weird stipulation that requires the nominees to have a party balance and um as and it's the the section is as evenly divided as possible between the two political parties polling the largest number of votes in the state at general elections that's so embarrassing um and this is new. They shall not be subject to reorganization under KRS Chapter 12. Interesting. They're so they really... can't be, I guess they can't be reorganized. You are, I mean, like, do they not, are there, these Republicans are really confident that they're never going to, that they're not going to lose any of this shit is all I'm saying. Um, like it, it changes. I, I know it's insane. Uh, it's a little, it's, it, normally they're usually not this short sighted either. It changes the state fair board. To be an independent de jure municipal corporation oh, fuck, and man. political subdivision of the Commonwealth. Absolutely fucking insane. Uh, removes the government appointment of chair and vice chair and lets the board decide who they would like to chair. Oh, my God. Um, and allows private individuals and foundations to donate to the board. What has our lovely governor done about this? Yeah, Andy, save us. Um, he has vetoed the bill. Which we talked well, about earlier. Yeah, you could only hope, right? For, for multiple reasons. Um, basically, he said, pretty much what we've been saying, there's no oversight on this board. Um, and the board basically doesn't have to follow KRS 45A, which lays standards for posting information about contracts. So they don't have, yeah. to, they don't have to say who they get contracts Andy's from. And he's like, You're, you've created a little corruption box. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also unconstitutional for the following reasons. Hit it. Um, in the Constitution, the Speaker and the President of the Senate cannot be on any executive committees. Hell yeah. Here they are on an executive committee. Yeah. Um, section well, 20. Well, they want to be, uh, I hope, okay. 
once again, in my in my dream of creating um, sort of a uh, Kentucky emulation of the Soviet Union, I really hope they do win this lawsuit just so we can continue to see a um, a second executive power creating. <laughs> um, I think that would be hilarious. I think slowly but surely your prediction is coming true. I mean, we're going to I'm waiting for the second Kentucky Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, we've tried it once and we only got out of it by forcefully assassinating the governor. Um, look this up. This was in like oh the early God. 1900s, guys. It was like they don't teach you that. In they literally history. had a thing. There's literally something called the Democratic Inquisition. I shit you not. Um, it more was, interesting than this lawsuit. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know this lawsuit. I'm 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 here. I'm all right. I'm I'm in here. Say it. Say it. Keep, keep right. it coming. So there's a couple of sections that it violates. And yeah, section 28. Uh, no person or collection of persons being of one of those departments shall uh, exercise any power properly belonging to either of the others, except in the instances here and after expressly directed or permitted. It was never amended, so they never expressly admitted. Nice. So basically what that's saying is that nobody in the legislative branch can go in the executive branch. Nice. Um, also, would hope. Yeah, also infringes on section 69, nice, and 76 of the Kentucky Constitution by removing the governor's right to appoint members to an executive board by preventing him from carrying out that duty to his fullest extent. Section 69 of the Constitution says, a supreme executive of the supreme executive power of the Commonwealth shall be vested in a chief magistrate oh, who, shall yeah. be, who shall be styled the governor of the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Interesting. Interesting that they, the chief magistrate, that's, that's a new, new section po- 69. That's so a new position inbound um, mm-hmm. here. The, the magistrate, they will now be creating. What does, I mean, what does it take to have a constitutional amendment, right? I mean, mm. I think, I think if the General Assembly just had a head, I think they could, they could create this. I think they could do this. Um, and also Section seventy six, he shall have the power, except as otherwise provided in this Constitution, to fill vacancies by granting commissions, which shall expire when such vacancies have been filled, according to the provisions of this Constitution. All right. Um. The Kentucky Republicans, of course, are making fun of Bashir um, because they're like, oh, he still thinks he's attorney general uh, suing suing the government. Oh, man. He's a little 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 cringeworthy of you, Republicans. Um, mm. You're you would you would be doing the same thing. And so he's suing them. Get him, Andy. And Jefferson Circuit Court. You Hell can look up yeah. The, the big one. Louisville. In the case number 21-CI-002234, Bashir Andy et al. versus Stivers. Wow, it's him personally. This is kind of yes, crazy. Versus Stivers Bertram Robert II. Wow. He, okay, this is... They're personally suing each other in their capacity of state officials. This so. is, yeah, okay, I'm curious because this is... I assumed when you sued, when, when governments components sued each other there was um you wouldn't write their names on it because i love the mm. idea of like if stivers were to lose his position like would they change I'm, anyway so he's so andy bashir the governor is yeah. suing is suing bertram robert ii stivers yeah as president of the house and also president pre- president baby president senate and speaker of the house david osborne uh-huh um and then you know the whole the whole executive branch is in on this um as we're recording this podcast, nothing has been done. Yeah. Uh, there has been a motion to file 
and they have a whole bunch of documents biz journal mm. uh is the only place i can find this godforsaken court document which is yeah. not even that interesting it just tells you exactly what andy put in his in his veto amend- yeah. veto whatever thing and um it, they they just do basically what i have said here um the next motion is filed or scheduled for the 26th of April at 10.45 a.m. in room five of the Jefferson Circuit Court. Uh, if you really wanted to... Show up there, baby. Get us the scoop. Um, I mean, Call I... Call the lame pod. My personal number is... Yeah, you could... I mean, if you had nothing else better to do, you could, I guess, go there. Um, yeah. If you show up, we'll reach your report, I, I guess. I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. Um, well, this is actually... This is the motion hour. Um, so they're, they're just, this is all just like procedural stuff. You would be there for five minutes. You'd be there for like 10 minutes, um, of the actual good where they go up to the judge and like, and they set a court date and you're like out. That's basically, yeah, that's basically I'm curious. I'm curious how long this lawsuit's going to take. I don't um, know. And I don't care. Damn. <laughs> wow. Wow. Deep, profound. Um, they're asking for permanent injunctive relief. Preventing enforcement of House Bill 518. They're basically they they yeah get rid of this damn bill, please. Um, and that's I mean, and that's the lawsuit. Make it go away. Um, All right. I I have nothing to add on this. Um, that's just what's up. If you if you would like for to know things that are valuable to use your time for instead of going to this uh, this court hearing, you can go to our previous episode about. Oh about mutual aid that's smooth that's smooth look at that um you can also go to i think lamepod.com redirects to our uh, to our site oh, so i'm not in charge lame, of it don't ask me lamepod.com i think charlie yeah charlie's nodding mm, yeah um, and i think what it lamepod.neocities.org hell yeah yeah get our neo, some, blow up some, our neo city site if you want folks. some html1 mm-hmm. or web 1.0 stuff um that's still a work in progress but um well, it's getting not my project i would never yeah. um, um but uh this is basically it it's happened again yeah um you have absolutely squandered thrown away <laughs> blown past damn ruined burned wow another perfectly good hour listening to lame our esteemed executive producer is charlie carey yeah thank you very much um is now glaring a lot of lot a lot of work um when you and richard young got into that sort of um like stapler fight in the middle of uh in the middle of the midsection we were we were there with you i mean not in there in the room we were sitting in our chairs, um, tied up as as we were, but we were we were egging you on. And once again, lame studios is safe. <laughs> you you, you disarmed Civic Lex. We will still be putting their um their uh, description the their um what I'm trying to say. We still we'll put their link. Um, they for know their our survey. addresses. Well, I mean, my family is still very much inaccessible to I me. Mean, witness protection. Yeah, I mean, well, they're coming for them. I mean, um, it's only if you want to get us out of witness protection, you can please share, fill out the survey. You can share our podcast with all your friends and family. Yeah. Yeah. You can also give us five stars on iTunes. Mm-hmm, that's a huge one. Um, and even though Andy Bashir in his full capacity as governor, <laughs> sues every podcaster that he can come across whenever he hears us say it, this is lame. Mm-hmm.